How you been, Andy? I've been good. Christmas was like pretty chill. Didn't do too much. I mean, it's been pretty busy the last couple of weeks with that. Yeah. But, you know, I got another three or four months worth of chaos and then we got a gap in the middle of the year, which would be pretty nice. Oh, sweet. What are you doing on the West Coast, man? You should be out here in, in Jersey, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm in Australia at the moment. Oh, okay. I, I, I thought you were home. Yeah. Uh, you guys you guys just got done that tour. No, we, we got done. I've got a house in Brisbane now. In COVID, like, I was permanently trapped in Australia. Oh, shit. No kidding. Wow. So, I've been backwards and forwards the last, uh, like, maybe 18 months since they opened the borders, so I can go and spend time with my daughter. Yeah. But I'll be in the East Coast next Sunday, I think. I'm flying out to Colorado this next weekend, and then I'll be in, in Jersey, like, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I think. That's cool, man. You know, you mentioned COVID. The last show, actually, it was like the day before when everything went to hell, was the oh, yard yeah. at the uh, at the TLA in Philly. Yeah, it was brutal. That was it. And then after that, it was like, all right, guys, you know, you can't go anywhere. So I'm like, at least I got to see the yard one last time, you know. <laughs> that, that day, in the in the daytime, the, like the mayor of Philly or something issued like a stay-at-home order after 5 p.m. or whatever. And the promoter was like, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to do the show? I'm like, yeah, we'll do the show. Fuck the fucking mayor. He can't shut everything down. Sure. And then the agent was calling me. He's like, hey, look, this other town just shut down. You can't do a show. I go, what are we doing? He goes, I don't know. What do you want to do? I go, I don't know. And in the next, like, couple of hours in that afternoon, they we lost, like, half the tour. Like, cities were like, nope, this COVID shit's shutting down. Wow. So I made the choice to abort the tour. And I was booking flights, like, on stage on my phone. Like, in between songs, I'm going to my phone and, like, changing people's flights to leave. And seeing how you can get out, yeah. We left JFK the next day, and we got to Australia, and Australia just locked its borders. Said no one in or out. Holy cow, man. So I got stuck down here. It was crazy. Wow. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that was a crazy time, but at least we're back to seeing shows and... You know, yeah. good to see bands live again, man. The, today, of course, we're talking about the Decade of Hate tour. I mean, you know, take me back to the infancy of that album, Andy. I mean, the band set to record their second album. They just went through a whole bunch of band changes. You know, one of them was bringing in a young Andy Marsh to play guitar. I mean, were you in from yeah. the jump with the writing and the recording, or did they have stuff already prepared, or, you know, how'd, how'd that go down? Yeah, I, I came in shortly after the record, uh, The Adversary, came out in 2010. So oh, okay. this year's my 14th year with the band. Damn, all right. Um, so, yeah, like, the record, that record had just come out, and I guess everyone was looking at me because I was the older one, <laughs> and I was still super young. It's like, what? <laughs> at the time, I must have been 23 or 24. Jeez. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're the oldest. You figure it out. I'm like, I don't know anything. So... <laughs> We knew that we were going to make a record, like, as we, we had to, and um, I just floated the idea that we should go and see, like, a legitimate record producer. Like, all the big bands from Australia were going overseas to to work with producers, and a lot of my friends, you know, Parkway Drive had great success with Adam D, Diamond Affliction had great success with Machine, which is how we got connected with Will, because right. he worked with Machine at the time. They said, you guys would get along, and he's... This guy, he's an engineer for Machine, and he's uh, super into metal. He's got a metal band, and so we got connected that way. And you know, we flew, we we took the 
took the opportunity to go and work with him and saved up all their little coins and flew over there. And I guess the rest you say is history. We just made our, hey, holy war, dear desolation, human target. And this new one, which we don't have a name for yet, it's our fifth record together with him. Wow. So, so, so Hate was essentially the first one where you really developed that partnership with Will? Yeah, for sure. And it's, you know, I don't think any of us at that stage, maybe at the end of making the record Hate, but beforehand, we didn't understand how involved and ongoing relationship we're about to get into. Like, sure. he's one of everyone in the band's best, best mates. He's guided us the whole time through the process of making records and, you know, it's really blossomed into a great friendship over such a long period of time. It's it's one thing to make music in a vacuum by yourself. It's another thing to make it with other people that you share a vision with and then for them to all be friends is one of life's great joys, in my opinion. Yeah, and if he gets you guys, that, you know, that makes it a little bit easier, obviously, and, you know, even, you know, the, uh, the final outcome plus just doing it. You know, if you're there with somebody yeah. who just doesn't get it, but, you know, you guys have a long long tenure relationship when i think thy art i think will too you know he's like a member of the band so even if we didn't release the records we'd still just go and make them with him such a fun experience making stuff you know yeah we're just lucky that we got a platform to release music for people to hear these days but even if we it would be it would be a fun month every two years to go and sit up in new jersey and and make a record in the winter that's so cool man how, you know, recording-wise, how have things changed since Hate came out? Do you guys get more time to get everything together and record it? Um, you know, is the budget now bigger than from from when it was back then? Uh, the, the process is basically the same. Um, well, I guess we've just, we know each other better after so long. Um, we're more mentally prepared for the workload. You know, it is pretty stressful. You pay a lot of money for a certain amount of time to make something. If you don't finish it, well, I don't know what you do because we've never run into that problem before. Right. But yeah, shit out of luck, yeah. You know, it's just uh, it's the same. We're just, I think we're better at it. Will's better at it. Uh, we know each other, and you know, we just we just get in there. We we go to the studio. We sit around for a month and make music, and That's awesome. hopefully have a record at the, at the end of it. Um, I think the hate touring cycle was the first time I really interviewed you, my friend. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, so far. I mean, if I think about it, I think we've interviewed Philly probably three times. We did Asbury Park one time, uh, yep. and if you remember, we did that one up in uh, upstate New York at the Rockin' Derby inside the barn or something. They had a bunch of <laughs> <laughs> you know that was that crazy. was a that was a fun weird little festival. That was so much fun. The highlight of that t- that festival, our friends Parkway Drive, who's a, a massive band from Australia, were playing at also and they came over and saw us and i'd bought a an offset firebox smoker on the tour okay and was getting wood, wood delivered to smoke barbecue and it was going in our trailer every day and they thought that was ridiculous and then we went over and we watched scott Stapp, the singer of creed play to about 50 people yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that guy sold like 40 million records what's he doing <laughs> right 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 <laughs> we went over and saw parkway they were just I mean, as always, just phenomenal. I mean, I, I love seeing them, guys. I think actually, I I think I saw you side stage, if I'm not mistaken. I, I can't remember, but um, oh my god, they killed it! Uh, Avatar and Five Finger Death Punch and A Day to Remember. I mean, that me and my son drove up there and spent the whole weekend. That was a hell of a hell of a festival, man. 
Yeah, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, I think every time you guys come through, we try to check you out. Uh, from from what I saw, the Australia tour that you guys wrapped up um, seemed pretty darn successful from what I've seen on, on your Instagram. Yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was a great success, I guess, on a few different levels. I think we ended up about, not, well, about, we ended up 97.2% sold out, which is pretty good for rooms of this size. I, Damn. I really thought, like, I didn't know how it was going to go. We had this downtime. It's a trickle-on effect of COVID, you know, and we didn't want to make a record during COVID. We didn't know how long it was going to go for. We didn't want to make an album and sit on it for years until everything was over. So we just kind of did nothing. Then we... we Things opened up last year, we started touring, then we're like, alright, so now it's, everything's all guns are operational once more, let's make a record. Yep. But it did leave us with this downtime in the first, you know, six months of 2023, so we're like, screw it, let's do this anniversary tour for the fans, and our, uh, Australian agent was like, yeah, you could do really big rooms, I go, yeah, I don't know. He's like, just do it and see what happens. So, I built the lineup for the tour, and, and put it all together and it definitely exceeded my expectations. I think we had a great lineup of amazing bands that haven't been to Australia in quite some time. Nice. And people hopefully just really wanted to celebrate the the record. You know, all the logistics to go behind that. I mean, how long did that did that take you to set everything up? I mean, you know, was that months and months uh, and Yeah, probably the better part of six months. Yeah, man. Um, uh, like we had the idea for it, we knew ahead of time what the schedule was going to be. So I was like, "Well, we need to fill this time period." Booked the venues probably twelve months ago, and then putting together the lineup, issuing the contracts, the supports, booking the flights, booking hotels, booking all the backline. It's so much work. It's a fun, it's a fun puzzle. It's one that uh, I love doing for every tour. It's it, it's got to be rewarding when you get done and you kick back and say, "Man, I I made that happen." Like. <laughs> You know, it is, it is nice. People often ask me, like, how do you feel about the show? I'm like, I, I mean, I love playing great shows. And the more you do, the more you realize, like, in a year, you might get five where the stars align. The crowd was mental. All the gear worked. You feel well rested. The band played great together. You might get, if you're lucky, three to five of those a year. And we had a couple in the last couple of weeks, which was nice. Wow. But for me, I'm, I always tell the band when they're like, oh, did you did you like it? I go. I just love the process, man. Like we put this together and we pulled it off with a level of professionalism, which is funny for a whole bunch of people that don't know what they're doing. And um, you know, it's just rewarding to see the bands had fun and the crowd had a great time. And for me, that's that's the, more than playing a good show. That's what I I value as the person, I guess, that puts these things on. Production-wise, it looked like a pretty pretty good production with lights and everything. I mean, there was a lot going on for the videos I saw. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole other thing, you know. We, now we've got a semi-truck and pyro and lights and all this stuff. Um, <laughs> wow. Testament it's to how so good cool, the crew man. that we have working for us are, you know. Yeah. A lot of them with us for over 10 years. Like, they've grown in their skills the same way that we have. You know, as the bands got bigger, they've learned new things and how to put on a show of this size. We don't do that. That's them. We just play the music and they do crazy things. The uh, Decade of Hate US tour kicks off on February 8th in Buffalo, and I know uh, Kuba Khan is one of the opening acts. And uh, I'll tell you, Andy, I love that band. I saw them, 
what the hell was a little club in Jersey I saw them with uh, with fit they're just amazing I mean it, it, I think if I saw if I saw on wiki did they tour with you on one of the first tours originally when hate came out yeah it's a it's a funny story and it's also why they're on this tour uh, I used to do a lot of recording of bands back in the day and there's an online community of people that that do that for a living. And there was a guy that I met from Tulsa, Oklahoma, called Ryan, and he'd been recording Kubla Khan's demos 12 years ago. And he would send them to me. i go, this band's crazy. They're unbelievable. My favorite band. And we would play it in the van on tour, like even in Australia before we met them. Yeah. Just going, this band's sick. Like, you know, we all love them. But it's rare that all of us in the band will agree on a particular band, but we all love that band. They came out to meet us on the Summer Slaughter Tour in 2013 in Dallas. We're like, oh, you guys are cool. Like, you know, we've been a big fan of your band for ages. And they're probably like, you guys are metal. We don't really care about that. But we're fans of theirs. And so we said, look, we've got this, our first headlining tour in America, the end of 2013, which was the original Hate Across America tour. Yeah. Like, would you be on the tour? We would love to have you. Like, we actually like the band a lot. And they said, hell yeah. And in the last 10 years, like, they've become one of the biggest hardcore bands in the world. So we thought tying up 10 years of progression, you know, obviously we're playing the same record, but yeah. we've become a, a better live band and a better operation. And they've become one of the biggest bands in their genre in the world. So yeah, they should be direct well. support. They got opening to direct support. Really, if you, it was up to us, they'd be headlining and we'd support them. But you <laughs> know, it's so nice good. that it's kind of come full circle like that. It's a, it's a nice thing to have happen in the community. Well, you're going to make me drive up to Reading, PA on March 9th to go check out the tour, man. I, I it, It's going to be epic. I can't wait to go. Any festival appearances this year uh, when you're out on tour? In the States, I don't think so. Um, we're doing the Impericon festivals in Europe in April, okay. which will be fun, you know, as a continuation of this decade of hate thing that we're doing um and then i think that might be it for festivals for us for this year there might be some in australia but you know we've i don't think we've ever done a festival in america we've done that rock and derby in yep. 2016 yeah and we did something called extreme thing in las vegas in 2014 huh. and metal and hardcore festival we've done twice but they're the only four festival appearances in 10, 11 years of touring the States. Yeah, yeah. The festivals don't like us, so, you know. <laughs> they got they, they to they get out of our board. Come on. <laughs> yeah, get us on there. So um, we'd love to do it. You had mentioned about the about the album. I was going to ask that, you know, Human Target's been out for a little while, so you guys got some new music coming out for us? Yeah, we got new music coming out in the next two months. It's not related to the new record, something different, but oh, wow. been on the back for a while finished recording all the music for the new record we've just got a few more songs to do lyrics and vocals on okay and then hopefully get that ready to release later this year if all things go well all right that's that's gonna be Obviously cool love is it a country western album or uh <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a bit different i'll tell you that much oh that's There's, cool uh, we've we didn't play guitar at all in the downtime in the, like 2020 through 2022 okay um it was only when we got back to touring that we were like, oh, shit, we need to learn how to play guitar again so we can go on tour. <laughs> Jesse, our drummer's a weapon, so he plays drums like three to four hours every day of his life anyway. So wow. he was great. I think having that downtime away from playing guitar at all and 
mostly from performing our own songs every day for two years. For so long, yeah. Kind of, we came back to the instruments like with a, you know, slightly more fresh and enthusiastic approach. So, you know, we, we did some experimenting with some new sounds and trying to make different styles of songs that we hadn't done before. And we've got like a bit of a mixed bag. So assembling it over the next month and picking what songs will make the record is, I'm looking forward to it. It's pretty fun. Well, that's interesting, man. It's going to be something cool to look forward to. Um, you know, usually when I'm out and about, I'm with my son, and he had to ask me the last question, Andy, is, uh, how do we get a hold of some of that uh, Decade of Hate vodka? <laughs> decade <laughs> of Hate vodka? I don't even have a bottle. Because um, we, we did a bourbon, I mean, we can't call it a bourbon because it wasn't made in the States, but it's basically a bourbon-style whiskey. And people are like, ah, oh, we can't get an American. I'm like, we don't have a liquor license to... I can only do so many things, you know. Sure, sure, sure. So, becoming an international liquor license distributor is not a <laughs> thing that I had intended on doing in my life. Yeah, it's down on the list. <laughs> might be something to work towards in the next 18 months. I know we have a beer coming out in America soon. Oh, right on. We'll be ready for the tour. But uh, sadly, no, I cannot ship vodka to America because they, they would probably arrest me. No, uh, no, thy art comic book or graphic novel. That seems to be one of the one of the things that people are shopping around. You know, <laughs> it was it was talked about. Um, our A and R guy and and one of my mentors, his son works for some big comic book thing called C uh, Comics or something. Like, oh shit! You could do that, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. None yeah. of us are really into comics. I was when I was a kid, but you know, that yeah. was a long time ago. So. Probably no comics coming up for us. I do have a, uh, a few ideas for them, but we'll see if I have the time to bring it out in the next couple of years. If not a comic, <laughs> you could work it into an animated video for a tune or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> we, we shall see. <laughs> well, obviously, fans can check out the band at thyartersmurder.net. Uh, Andy, listen, uh, I can't wait to see you guys on tour. I wish you, as always, yeah. the best of luck, man. It's always a great uh, ch a chance to talk to you. So I'll see you on the road. Thank you. I look forward to it. Andy, take care of yourself, buddy. Yeah, you as well. All right, sir. Bye-bye. See ya.